My dad doesn't have his glasses, but he's he's still he's excited. Off. Oh, he's pissed off. And I'm extremely excited because we have one of my co-stars. Well, actually, he's the star of the movie. He's, I'm his co-star. He is the star, yeah. Of uh, a film I'm shooting right now called Dreaming Grand Avenue. The star of this film, our new pal Jackson, Jackson Rathbone. Rathbone. Wow, you guys said my name in unison. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look at this. We That's how excited we, we are that for like an hour this yeah. morning. Yeah, that was that was great. I mean, maybe you could have done. We can do it again. Enthusiasm. We can do it again. Okay, let's do take two. Just, Max, okay. take two. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Jackson, Jackson Rathbone. Rathbone. Was that it? You know, it's a little baseball announcery. I don't know. Oh shit. Okay. I, you okay. Know, uh, I'm just saying. You got the World Series on, on the brain right now, don't Third, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my. How about that game last night? Yeah, fucking Dodgers lost. I, when that guy hit, did he I hit a grand slam? Is that what he did? No, or, it was. Uh, I think they were like two on, and when, then it, it, they just called. Came I, I hate the fucking Red Sox. I I heard I heard it all happen because you oh. guys were like, oh, and then I hear Jackson go. Why the fuck did they put that guy in? <laughs> well, they took Bias out. He was he was right. throwing great, and then yeah. they put what is it Moon? Was it like they came in and just yeah, I, shit the bed? Some dipshit. Yeah, uh, I don't understand what what they think down there in the bullpen. You know, I'm I, I didn't mind Boston winning a World Series in 2004 after all that was those great. years. They yeah, had, it was they great. had a personality. But then, uh, yeah, then uh, they wouldn't. They just would not shut the fuck up about it. Just oh, like man. the Cubs. Yeah. They became even more annoying. And I went to Fenway Park once, and I'm going to tell you something. It's the best place in the world to get your nose broken. Yeah. They're saying, oh, it's like Ruby Field. It's like, no, it's not. It's not friendly. <laughs> it's full of really angry assholes and really shitty hot dogs. At Fenway, Frank, Max, they're green. They're green? And I swear Ooh. you bite into one, there's a big blue vein in the middle of it. it they're oh, wow. awful. Oh, wow. That sounds... Uh... Penis dogs. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, the only thing I hate worse than the Red Sox is the fucking Yankees. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like They're, the Dodgers. Yeah, those are pretty hateable teams. I yeah. I like the Dodgers because, you know, they did break the color line in baseball, you know. Uh, in Brooklyn. Years, 60 years ago, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, Boston was the last team to integrate. Really? With Pumpsy Green in 1958. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm not uh, I'm not crazy about him. You know? No, I don't. I Plus don't, they I don't got like that loudmouth asshole Chris Sale pitching for them, who was a jag off when he was on the White Sox. Little, yeah, the White Sox. This is a guy who thought this this other player on the team should be able to bring his 14 year old kid into the locker room every day during the season. You know, locker room is a sacred place, and guys are going to scream, they're going to yell, they're going to you know. Right. Say really unattractive words like sea sucker and stuff like right. that. Right. And he wasn't, and, but he wasn't going to school or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, either. no, he was like, homeschooling. That was, that was you a, know? Oh, he was homeschooling. And then, uh, I heard he wasn't uh, yeah. anything. And plus, the guy was, the, the, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was a real donkey dick. He, he, he was just <laughs> supposed to be this big hitter, and he comes to the White Sox and he starts hitting 207. Uh, and he wants special privileges, bringing his kid to the locker room. It's like, Hey asshole! When you start hitting three fifty, we can talk about Junior stopping by the locker room maybe once a week. Right. And then Chris Sale, you know, gets all up in everybody's balls. He should be able to do it. Hey, fuck you, Chris Sale. The tail don't wag the dog. Fuck off. Go to Boston. So we have Jackson Rathbone. I, I love with that little <laughs> yeah. history lesson yeah. in uh, baseball players. Tony doesn't like. Yeah, that was good. So Thank Jackson you. Rathbone, uh, Texas if, native. 
Austin, Austin, Texas. He lives in now. He's from yeah. Midland, Texas. Yeah. If you've seen the Twilight movies, Jackson has been in all five of them, playing Jasper Hale. Yes, that's yes. me. Vampire. That's me. Texas vampire too. They, they uh, actually, our director Catherine Hardwick. She's from McAllen, Texas. And uh, when I, I like the I idea of her, a Texas vampire. Isn't that isn't that great? Yeah. Real respectful, <clears throat> like I'm sorry, yeah. ma'am. I'm gonna have to bite your neck. <laughs> I don't have to bite you and suck your blood, baby. You know? I, don't, I don't. I need to live, and you need to die. Exactly. Did but, uh, you expect those movies to take off as as far as they have? Um, no way, man. Yeah. The original movie. But they are now part of the it culture. Was, it's a yeah. It is a weird kind of cultural phenomenon. But it was an independent film. It yeah. was uh, by Summit Entertainment oh, no kidding, before really? they sold Lionsgate. It was a little independent film. Uh, I mean, not little. It was about like a thirty million dollar budget. Um, yeah, but now that's that's the average for an independent film. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. That used to be a great mm-hmm. big movie. Yeah, well, I mean, e- even back then, it was kind of on the on the smaller side of budgets, and they were going to be happy if the movie made the money back in the first weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got these you know, male execs that were kind of like, "Oh, well, this story about this young girl written by some some uh, Mormon woman, you know, directed by a woman, is not going to do anything." And look how yeah. crazy yeah. it went. Yep. Oh, you know, it's and it's because of Catherine Hardwick and yeah. Kristen Stewart and Melissa Rosenberg and Stephanie Meyer and this powerhouse team of female filmmakers yep. that just did a gangbuster movie. And of course, the movie does so well. They yeah. they wanted it to make you know the money back opening weekend. It ended up doing like sixty nine, seventy million dollars. Mm-hmm. By the end of the month, it was like up there like six hundred million dollars or mm-hmm. something crazy. Damn. And you know what they do? They take away the franchise from Catherine. They give it to a dude. And Chris White's is a great guy, but it's one of those weird things in the industry. This is ten years ago. The first movie came out. Yeah, they wouldn't nowadays, have been able to do finally, that today. No, they wouldn't be able to do that yeah. today. Like and, that, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's about a good damn thing. time, man. It's like you know, totally. Like, like let let these people, especially you know, somebody. It's a. Uh, Do well, you think the first we, movie was the best one? Yeah, we have this saying in Texas. We call it, you know, uh, dance with the one that brought you. Absolutely. You know, you right. a party with somebody. We have that saying in Chicago, them. too. You guys say that? Your wives always say that to you. Oh, do <laughs> Dance with the one who brung you. Brung it, yeah. Yeah. I like how you said wives plural. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, no, well, well, you know, you Chicago wives. Ones. Chicago wives, yeah, yeah. Let me get a point. Hey, hey. Is that the Chicago accent? Hey, Jagoff. Hey, Jagoff. Yeah. It is. Dance with I the like one it. who brought you. Dance with the one that brought you. Yeah, I'll man. Bust I mean, your sack. That's the way it should have been. Catherine should have been on on the rest of those films. But uh, you know, it, it, nowadays we, we've learned. Uh, Patty Jenkins now did Badass with Wonder Woman. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and um, she she also made Monster. Yeah, dude. Uh, Charlize Theron. Phenomenal yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy, amazing directors. Like they're they're. they're there's a lot of them. Reed Morano is one of my favorite uh, uh, directors right now. I mean, male or female, it doesn't matter. She's one of my favorite directors. I just worked and for like, Jennifer she's Reader. Incredible. Oh, just, Jennifer Reader, yeah. I just worked for Jennifer Reader on a, a film that's called As With Knives and Skin. And I got to tell you, she ran a very business-like set, but everybody was also thrilled to be there. I mean, it was one of the best experiences I ever had working. Yeah, she's man. She's a phenomenal filmmaker. Yeah, I, uh, I have a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, about three weeks now, called Heart Baby. And it's a true story about these boxers down in Tennessee in 1984, mm-hmm. directed by Angela Shelton. Now, she found this true story 
um, that no one's ever heard of, this boxer, George Martin. They, they called him the Hammer because yeah, he was so good. You know him. Yeah, I remember him. Because you come from the boxing world. Yeah. So nobody else had really kind of heard of him. It was a small subset of people. And she found the story, and she wrote it, directed it, and it was, you know, she was directing this group of, you know, 200 he, he plus damn, guys. He was yeah, damn near in, in, in the Olympics, inmates. George he, Martin. George, so the great, the crazy story about Heart Baby is that you had this, the, the best boxer in the prison system, and yeah. they were, like, they'd bring in pros to fight him. Right. Uh, they brought in John Tate, and he knocked him on his ass. Yeah. Right? And so the governor, yeah, wow. the governor of, of Tennessee came down and said, George, we're going to pardon you if you go fight for the U.S. in the 1984 Olympics. And George Martin turned him down from a life sentence, said no. And the reason he says no is the crux of our film. And it's so important nowadays what this guy did nearly 30 years ago and the reason he did it 30 years ago mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I wish I could I could tell you, but I can't. Right? Uh, no, uh, right. no, I know. Angela will break my arms. But I s- have a feeling it, it echoes some of what's happening with, you know, guys kneeling, you yeah. know, and, and stuff like that. Man, I mean, yeah, it's a it's, it's exactly it's ba- it's a it's a personal protest that we should respect. Yeah, as Americans. Absolutely. Man. Did you shoot this in a real prison? Uh, we we did we shot in a defunct prison in uh, New Orleans. Okay, but they, every once in a while they'd actually have real prisoners. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, know, like siphoning through, you know, on their way to different yeah. areas. Wow, and that was pretty intense. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, because like. Every once in you're a while, a little you're like, too wait, pretty. Wait. You're a little too pretty to be in that setting, man. Oh, uh, dude, they ugged me up, bro. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I had to grow my my beard out for like five months. Just, just. You to... look very different in that in that picture. I mean, I've seen the mm-hmm. trailer for it, and and by the way, you look great in it. Um, uh, I can't wait to see this film. This is yeah. the kind of movie I like to watch. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. Uh, you can find out more heartbabythemovie.com. When when does right it on. when does it come out? It comes out in uh, New York. We're opening in New York first, November 16th. And then it's going to roll out to Los Angeles, November 23rd, and then on VOD everywhere after that. So keep an eye out, man. This is a, it's a yeah, incredible they should have a true Chica- story. They yeah. should have a Chicago premiere, too. Yeah. I mean, you've been here making, uh, you know, making uh, uh, Dreaming Grand Avenue. It's like th- this is a great. town that's going to yeah. like you a whole bunch. Some of the music Dude, this, box, man. Yeah, the box. You know, I hope they like me here because I love it in Chicago. It's a great town, isn't great it? Great people, yeah. great food. We've had a lot of I fun. Mean, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had a great time getting yeah. to meet you and your family and... And like y'all, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Well, man, you fit right in, man. Uh, Absolutely, the city, the city loves you. What's your favorite place you've uh, been to to eat so far? Ah, oh, my favorite. That's gonna be hard. Honestly, man, uh, I've been to Rootstock a few times with Tony yep. here, oh, yeah. and some amazing wine. One of the best angel hair pastas I've ever had. They're burgers to die for. Yep. Um, yeah. There's actually a little place right next to where I'm staying called Half Sour. Okay. And they actually make a pretty dank cheeseburger as well. Really? Like, I've I, never been. It's it's pretty amazing. Wow. I got okay. I got Max is like you. He's a cheeseburger connoisseur. I'm a burger connoisseur. You're a burger connoisseur? Yeah, Man, yeah, check yeah. out Half burger Sour. Snob, yeah. No, okay, I'm, yeah, a, I will. I'm a complete snob when it comes to burgers. Yeah. yeah. And this is like it's it's like the best way I can, I can explain it is it's almost like like a like the best grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. And then it's got meat. So it just like takes it up a okay. notch. It's, okay. it's it's astounding. It's not like your your fancy like. My favorite yeah. burger used to be like a patty melt. That was my favorite burger in the world. I can't really oh, eat them anymore. Patty melts are good. That They're was good. my but that was my jam. I love patty melts. 
Yeah. You, there's some people who say a patty melt's not technically a burger it's, because it, it's of the It's not, bread. but it's, yeah, but it... It's basically a it burger. A special, it's burger. It's, it has a special place in burger joints. I think, I think it should be It's burger adjacent. Menu. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah. Burger adjacent. Steak like and Shake it. makes a mean patty melt, and I don't really right? care for Steak and Shake that much. Steak you don't shake, like the yeah. Steak and yeah. Shake yeah. burgers, huh? No. I do get the patty melt if I have to stop there or something or like a buddy wants. They were like talking about opening one here. I'm like, it's about there's one 15 here. 15 years too late. It's like we yeah. all would have been excited about this when it like came yeah. up. It's like now it's like there's burger places everywhere. What's it's your like, favorite burger mm, in the city, Max? It'd be between um, Root Sox got a great burger. Um, I love DMK and I love um, if. If you really just like when some people love those fat ass burgers, so like like those big. I don't ass like them ones. real, real fat. So I'll, I'll like be them. like, let's go to Kuma's or something. But uh, mm-hmm. I think Al Cheval. Yeah, I think that's the best. I still gotta we go. Gotta, yeah, we gotta, yeah, 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 take we gotta, me. Yeah. Come I think on. that's the final. That's you the know final what tomorrow. Step. The final you know what tomorrow countdown. we gotta yeah. take him to Al Cheval. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go check in with uh, Gabby's friend uh, Tyler. He works Tyler. in front of the house. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be Good great, dude. man. That's the one place that I, I keep hearing, like, uh, Oh, you know and the Loyalist, apparently. The Loyalist? I haven't heard of this. Now like, I gotta. Yeah, small people have been telling good. me that that's pretty good, but I, I gotta yeah. check out Oshifal. What is it? Bon Appetit or Bon Appetit or however you say it. Yeah. They call it the best burger in the U.S. And that's a small big Chabal's claim, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm gonna go get myself dude, a bacon cheeseburger. It's life changing. Okay. Maybe, well, maybe I don't know. All right. but it's, it's like you know, take some great. acid or <laughs> <So> what, <laughs> what else? Cheeseburger acid and go to Al yeah. <laughs> It really changed your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, where else have you been in Chicago since you've uh, been here? You've been here a couple weeks now. I've been here a few weeks. Uh, went to all. I've been trying to hit up all the museums because y'all yeah. have such an incredible museum it's culture. A, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, my wife and kids were out. We took them to the Field Museum. Mm-hmm. Right I go on. see the dinosaurs and the mummies. Cool. My yeah. little yeah. six-year-old boy was. He really wanted to go see the the mummy exhibit. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and we walk in there and and he kind of was just really taken aback. And he, really, like, yeah. Because there's like you know like they they have like mummy mummified remains of, yeah. of kids. Yep. And so yeah. my son was like, wait, that's a kid? And I was like, yeah. You know, he's yeah. four four years old. And he's like, well, that means he had he didn't have any more birthdays. Yeah. No. And I was like, no, man. That's yeah. you know that that's it. Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe he can have some birthday more birthdays in heaven. And I was just like, oh, what a beautiful beautiful yeah. sentiment. You know, yeah, he's man. he's a sweet sweet soul. Yeah. Um, and so then we went to look at the dinosaurs and the evolution of Did you the tell planet. him there was no heaven? I told him oh, there was no, no. heaven. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. Hey. I, well, I, I also punched him in the nose and no, said, welcome no. to Fenway Park. <laughs> um, no, I... I uh, uh. So then we looked at the dinosaurs. Then we went over to the Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking amazing, When you're man. a kid, that's the yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Nothing uh, better. We walked into, uh, we, they did like the tornado exhibit. Yeah. My, my boy and I yeah. walked into it. We got to walk into the hurricane. He oh, loved, or man. the tornado. He loved that. Yeah. The dinosaurs usually oh. take them out of whatever bad mood they may have been. Yeah. You know, you know like, dinosaurs. You, cool. Yeah. He was pretty into it. He was yeah. pretty into you it. You take him to the but. Shed Aquarium? Uh, we didn't go to the aquarium, yeah. nah, not this time. It's but, all good. It's all good. But, but I just went badass. to the Art Institute uh, yeah. of Chicago, and I got to see some... Great museum. Oh, my God. It was incredible. One of the, I spent one about of the, four and a half, five hours there. Yeah, one of man. the three or four best museums in the world. I mean, one of... They're in that 
They're yeah. up there with, you know, the Tate, uh, the Louvre. Mm-hmm. The Art Institute is an astonishing collection. If you ever it's go an back, astonishing collection, man. Go with this guy if you ever go back, because he he's a good tour guide and he's just like full of all this information. I remember you you were like taking us on a school chaperone thing, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, my dad. I go, I just like, not that I thought you were gonna embarrass me, but it was like, I hope he doesn't get pissed at a kid and like threatens no, his no, life. But I, I think... <laughs> and the, and then everyone oh, was so just good. like. They were all wrapped. clinging I, I to you, man. Nice it was, it was like one of those eye-opening experiences. Did you tell them? And then I took them out for no pizza. Heaven. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the first thing. <laughs> By the way, first of all, we're going to see some really great Jace, Joseph Cornell boxes. There is no heaven. <laughs> there is no fucking heaven. When you die, you will rot yeah. in the ground. Yeah, but uh, right. then I'm going to take you out for pizza. You know. <laughs> but I remember I took them. You know, most people will drag the kids through the Impressionist galleries, which are phenomenally great paintings. Yeah. But sometimes for kids, they're not really as interesting as, you know, the... the surrealist. Yeah, the surrealist mm-hmm. or, the, or the Cornell boxes, the real dreamy things. Oh, the and, Cornell uh, boxes were beautiful They're astonishing. See, yeah. You know, we have them because of a family named the Bergmans were very early supporters of Joseph Cornell. They lived here in Chicago. Um and uh, uh, Bob Bergman and Lindy Bergman owned something like 60 Cornell boxes. Wow. And donated them to the Art Institute. And we are better for it. That's incredible, yeah. man. I, I, I love, when, I love when, that, when that happens. You know, you get some people that were uh, lucky in life. And yeah. And they, they've, they've been, you know, very, very, you know, very good to the cultural institutions. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a certain kind of shittiness that it's like, I'm going to take this thing of beauty that should be seen by the world, and I'm going to hide it in my fucking multi-million dollar mansion, and like no one can well, see you it. You know, I give a lot of the pieces I've collected that are you know, significant enough to public collections. Um, yeah, man. We give a Lou Beach to the Art Institute, which is... And there's no such thing as a bad Lou Beach. I mean, he's one of my favorite collagists in the world. Nice. And I think the best living collagist right now. He's um, also just like a character in oh, real man. life. Oh, man. man. He is uh, one of the funniest funny cats you'll ever guy. meet in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you say that Lou was an influence for you in uh, your big time. In collage big work? Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I first heard of him because... I got hired to do the Neville Brothers cover for Yellow Moon, the album cover. This is in 1988, the end of 1988. And they showed me the other Neville Brothers cover, and the one right before mine was called Fio on the Bio. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a crocodile that's on fire, and it's a scene of the bayou. And I thought, why don't you just fucking get this guy, you know, again? I mean, he's great. And they're like, he wants too much money, you know, or some <laughs> shit. But it was a and Records, and, you know, the Neville Brothers cover was my big break. You know, when people mm-hmm. say, well, that was my big break, that was mine. Yeah. I awesome. mean, from that moment on, I never did anything but make art for a living since. That's and, gorgeous. And um, I began, I, I made it a point to remember that guy's name, Lou Beach, and then I started seeing him in the New York Times and started seeing him kind of everywhere and realized this guy is really... Uh, besides being a great fine artist, he's also a really deft illustrator. And that there was nothing wrong with doing illustration uh, for a fine artist to do. I mean, I did a lot of it. I worked for Playboy. I've you know, done them for everybody at one mm-hmm. point or another. Um, 
So then in like 2010, uh, the gallery I show with in Los Angeles, Billy Shire, I happened to be out there because I was on some film business. And and Billy said, well, come by the Culver City opening tonight. We got a pretty cool opening. It's uh, Jamie Aguirre's and, uh, and Lou Beach. I said, wait a minute, Lou Beach, the collagist? He goes, yeah, you know who he is? I said, yeah, the guy's like one of my heroes. You know, I've never met him. So we met and, you know, we became quick pals and uh, have been, you know, he's had a couple of shows with us at Adventureland, Firecat, and now. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. The Dime. And uh, we're just absolutely thrilled that, you know, he's part of our experience. Um, that's yeah, great. He's one of my heroes. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. that's that's so cool. That yeah, know. I mean, it would be like for an actor to meet me uh, and McKellen or, or mm-hmm. you know Michael Caine or I mean somebody or Duval or uh, I got to meet uh, one of the few times I've ever been I guess starstruck. Yeah, yeah. I got to do a one-on-one meeting with Ron Howard for The Dark Tower. Like this is years before he ended up making it. Yeah. Um, was right after like the first. Did Twilight he wind up out. making it? The one with Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. He. I'm not sure if he directed it or. Did he produce I, it? I'm, I'm pretty sure he produced it. I've I've never seen it. It's not the best. I'll be honest. I mean, the book is is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the movie was kind of panned, and uh, but anyway, so I met Ron Howard, mm-hmm. and when I was a kid, very on early in my life, I had a little bit of a speech impediment. I mm-hmm. would I'd mix my R's and my Y's, and I would mm-hmm. stutter. That all came flying the fuck back yeah, when I met yeah. Ron Howard, and I'm just like, "Hey, Mr. Mr. Ron Howard, and really nice to to meet you." Yeah, and it just I I have I've never had that happen to me before, and it was so weird. And this entire interview, this entire or meeting I had with him, I was just stuttering and sounding like such an idiot. I walked out of that that audition or audition meeting, and I sat in my car. And I like literally just start crying because I was just like, <laughs> I look like such an idiot. I went to the closest bar and I was just no, like, you know what? Yo, probably, give me some whiskey. He probably, I intuited, he probably intuited you were just nervous. You know, oh, I was happens. so nervous because he was like, you know, I mean, you know, this is Ron Howard is just like yeah. one of the, the greatest directors of my generation yeah. right now. And I'm, I mean, he's still turning out just incredible work. And then, and like, it, I get more nervous when it comes to creatives like that than I do over over actors. I've met some great actors, yeah, um, mm-hmm. really famous guys, and some of them have been awesome, and some of them have been shitty. Yeah, um, but I can still hold my own. Yeah, the the. But then Ron Howard, almost. I was like, yeah. He asked me, he's like, oh, I see you do music, and like, tell me about your band. I was like, oh, my band, we do 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 we do music. I was like, this guy, my uncle Mel, to tell us, you know. Oh man, it was so funny. I like literally walked out. My 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 agent called me. He's like, how'd it go? And I was just like, I no, no. I just hung up. I was just like, it did not go. It did not go. I wish it just I could erase time. But you know, g- coming back and kind of thinking about that in retrospect, you know, I'm I'm yeah, I'm glad I had the experience. It was the only time I've yeah, ever man, been man. starstruck, yeah. and I would not take it back because now I have the experience. I can look back and say, you know what, I made an ass of myself then, and I won't do it again. Yeah. Until the next time I meet Mr. Howard, and I'll be like, oh, hello, Mr. Howard. You remember me? I was the stutterer, and now now it's it's back. Yeah. Shit. As Joe Pesci would say, I was a stuttering prick that you met a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in Chicago shooting Dreaming Grand Avenue. 
Dreaming Grand Avenue. Yes, and sir. This is a film that we're both in. We have a scene together. Which we have is a couple, couple scenes, scenes together. together. Yeah. And it's been marvelous. And now, how do we describe Dreaming Grand Avenue to our podcast listeners? You know, you and I were talking about the movie last night, and you had a great line. Do you remember the line that you said? No. I told you I was going to steal it because I forgot, and I forgot it already. Oh shit! <laughs> I think we're we're, we're both too. Came up right with now. one one good line, and we both forget. <laughs> well, you came Kimbo up with fucking it. actors, man. Such actors, you know. You no, gotta write this shit down. Uh, yeah. The difference between a, a good writer and a bad writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put I, it down I think on it paper. Was something to the effect of uh, it, it 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 travels between the dream world and the real world, and uh, um, I don't want to give away too much because yeah. it's a really interesting. Well, I guess idiosyncratic kind of film. The basic principle of the movie is that there's two. You know, uh, I played Jimmy K and Andrea Londo from Narcos. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays Who's great, by the way. She's incredible, and uh, she plays Maggie in the movie. And we're both these two depressed individuals who've never yeah. met in real life, right? But we see each other in our dreams. Yeah, and we both have a strong connection to the dream world. Um, and that's where uh, that's where you, Tony, come in and playing mm-hmm. Jack Yancey, the dream detective. Mm-hmm. And you come in to see how and why we have such a connection a to each other, and then b to just dreams as a as a whole. Yeah. And as I think the, the the picture comes into play with with this idea nowadays that you know we're so inundated constantly with twenty four seven news cycles. Yeah, yeah, with, and being plugged in all the time. Always being plugged in. around a computer in our swirling. Yeah. So one of the few around. times that we're we're kind of unplugged is when when we're dreaming, and like that's the last. I don't know, uh, the last kind of sacred z- realm that will it's, not be commodified. It totally. also seems like the last realm where there's an actual possibility of a real romance, you know? It mm-hmm. isn't all... Not tender? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. not tender, it's not Cupid, it's not any of that shit. No, it's, man, uh, it's something, there's something yeah. really beautiful about yeah. about yeah. this this film, the... Uh, and the kind of existential nature of these characters coming together. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm having a great time with it. And, you know... I am too. I want to say more, but then I, I don't want to say more. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a spoiler, but it's been a game. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've really, really enjoyed it. I've had it. such a great yeah. time, yeah. man. The Chicago people, the, the, the yeah. crew out here. I mean, we have well, an incredibly I mean, the movie's diverse actually, crew. The, yeah, the movie's... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of people coming lot, from Columbia College represent, and a lot, and a lot yeah. of women behind the camera. You know, yeah. a lot of women oh, yeah. in charge of you know, and a very diverse crew. You know, it's I mean, every kind of see. person. It's yeah. really good to see. You know, like that's what you want when when you're making a movie. Yeah. You have you have like you know, on a smaller budget film like this, we have about maybe a hundred people coming together to make this movie. Maybe, yeah. Um, it, but and so you have a lot of room for diversity, and man. we got. The the great Chris Rohano shooting it. Oh, he's and, yeah. an incredible DP. And Hugh Schultz, yeah. Hugh Schultz, who's kind of like the most zen director I've ever met. <laughs> he's like very low-key. He allows it to happen. You yeah. know, he mm-hmm. trusts his actors. It's really an, a, kind of a nice, uh, refreshing change. You know, it's a cool set. It's a super cool set. I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give that as a shout out to you, Chicagoans. Is that Chicagoans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like you, Chicagoans, man. You guys have like the best of the Midwest. You get like this big city. Yeah. But then you also have this Midwestern like welcoming vibe. Yeah. yeah. Which is so refreshing to see. 
and to be a part of. You know, we're sometimes a nice bunch. It's hard to yeah. leave here, man. It's hard oh, it's, to leave. Yeah. You know, if I didn't yeah. have my wife and kids back in Texas, I I might stay out here a little bit longer. Right. When do you right go on. back? When are you back in uh, in Texas? I'm heading back at the uh, at the end of the week. I've got to put oh, some no uh, fin- uh, finalizing touches on my new record, uh, my new album, American yeah. Spirit Blues. Yeah. I'm working on it. I have one we're single gonna, out. We're so. going to play some of that uh, in the podcast. So Let's do it. Let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. And um, we got to get him uh, an Osha Ball Burger before he leaves. I know. Yes. I know we really do. That's that's like a holy grail thing yeah. for us. My stomach man. needs it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you can afford the burgers, you know. That's... You know, big fat asses like me, we have to diet uh, perpetually kind of. Um, well, oh. it's part of my 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 weird inter- intermittent dieting system, where I basically eat one real meal a day, and then uh, I pretty much the rest of the day snack. It's like I don't, I do it whenever <laughs> I'm filming. A it's lot like, of guys do. Yeah. A lot of guys do that. I did that when we were shooting the second season of uh, Patriot. Yeah, it's it's hard to get. Yeah. Besides, like when you get the lunch break, it's hard to. It's hard to consistently but sometimes eat properly. sometimes if you eat a handful properly. of almonds mm-hmm. or an apple or something like that, yeah, you, you can you keep kind your, of... You keep your energy up, but yeah. I feel like I do... You know, it's, it's different for everyone. Some people got low blood sugar and whatnot. Um, for me, I just I work better when I'm a little hungry. It, I think mm-hmm. it goes back to that Neanderthal brain. It's like I'm hyper-focused and yeah. I'm looking for you know the elk on the horizon that right. I have to chase down. You know exactly. what I mean? And you know, chew a little bit on a cocoa leaf to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But it's great. I mean, like uh, you know, I just drink a lot of coffee, and then but that burger, man, I, I that that that's going down. I don't care. Oh, about yeah. I'm gonna sneak no, in we'll totally. Have, we'll, I'm gonna sneak into the back. I'm gonna dress we'll make like it a point the... to do that tomorrow. We would either go to um, Oshaval or Small Cheval. I mean, Small Cheval, you don't have to deal with the line. No, no, you know, and it's it's the same burger. So yeah, yes, yeah, so, uh, small Cheval is. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It, it's yeah. kind of a smaller version of the burger, but I mean, yeah. I I think it's enough. I mean, it's, yeah. If we yeah. go, if we go early enough, yeah. are you off tomorrow? No, I'm working tomorrow, but I'm off. Like, till what time? I'm like I'm, I'm not. I don't start till five thirty. So maybe we can go like a late. Oh lunch. yeah, yeah, we can go, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's go grab a late lunch. Okay, man. I'm, you know, I'm down. Right I'm on. I, uh, by the right way, on. my call time uh, for Saturday morning, uh, my shots at like five in the morning. <laughs> so my call times at like three forty-five or some obnoxious shit like that. Yeah. You know? Well, hey, you know that I think that means that you're going to be there for my last shot of the like, the whole movie. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I would love to to have you there in my last shot. I, That's going to be incredible. We're, we're both in that same scene, which makes me really happy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have you there, brother. It's the beginning of a criminal conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, Promise is... me you will come back and uh, and talk to us some more, uh, specifically oh, yeah. after after the record comes out. Yeah, which would which, be thrilled to have I'd you. Like, I'd like to kind of end on that with uh, the record. What uh, have you always you've always been a musician and and actor at the same time, or is this like something? Yeah, no, like, I I started off as a as a DJ in Texas okay. when I was a when I was young actually. Um I was a mobile DJ so I would I would go around to different parties. I DJed my own prom, yeah. my sister's my older sister's prom. I DJed oh, quinceañeras, uh weddings, uh all kinds of parties. When this is when I was 15, 16 years old. Right. Um, wow. I started uh I, I started my business with with my old, my old buddy from Texas. And then, uh, and then once I was, I got into DJing. I, I, I just kind of fell in love with music on such a different, like, mm-hmm. 
in a different ethereal way, just kind of connected to my soul. And I picked up a guitar and I just started teaching myself uh, Paul Simon songs and uh, um, uh, Cat Stevens songs and, oh, right and like the real Americana, real American songwriters that I just, I, I loved their music so much. And I started writing my own music. And so when I was 18, a buddy of mine got a record deal in, in Los Angeles. And so I packed up my car from Texas and I drove out to go write for him for the summer. Uh, I was living on, you know, couches and, you know. I've done it. Yeah, it's like, and yeah. It, it was great. And, and, you know, I think we're getting something cool. Then the record deal blew up in the kid's face. Long story. Um, but it didn't end up, end up working out. But I ended up meeting a, an acting manager who was like, I think I can get you some work. So I pushed off college. And I said, okay, I'm going to uh, take a year and just kind of see how what happens here. Yeah. And uh, so the acting thing took off, but I was still always making music. Yeah. I used to have a band called 100 Monkeys. Uh, we released <laughs> like four or five records. Yeah. We toured through here, Chicago. We played Metro. We played oh, uh, no the shit. House of Blues on no our kidding. last tour. That was amazing. Chicago well, I'm going House to of Blues. I'm, Come on. Oh, yeah. Did, you open, Metro did you open for anyone like really uh, inspirational for you or like... Uh... You know, we, we kind of did this like real small we, we were the headliner tour okay cool right where uh, we we went you know we, we would get um local acts um there's actually a local band i don't know if they're still together 1010 can okay there were some friends of ours um uh but th they opened for us at one of our shows uh i forget who opened at our house of blues show man but I, I loved it. And, you know, just getting a taste of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Coming mm -hmm. through, I was like, I, I got to come back here. Um, but, yeah, so I, I started off as a as a musician and then really acting took off more for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and still, it's one of those things where, you know, acting pays my bills. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky. Uh, but music is something that I can never not do. I have to do it. Yeah. It's like this weird addiction that I love. It's for people who have no choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. And going to see live shows and now living in Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. I'm going to see MC5 tonight, man. They're ah. playing Metro. I'm so jealous. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be working. Maybe I'll just, like, sneak off set for three hours. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Where traction go? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, texting him back. Oh, I'm just in the bathroom. Exactly. Big, big potty. Big, big potty. Big potty. <laughs> yeah. Big potty. Had an Oshaval burger. <laughs> I got to oh, wow. drop a king-size deuce. It'll, uh, I'll be back in three hours. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Meanwhile, my Instagram stories are just, like, me at the MC5 concert. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, pal, please come back uh, after the record's out. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we'd love to pick this up. Let's put a pin in this and do this again. Hell yeah, yeah. man. All right, I'm, man. I'm into please. it. I've been having a great time. Thank you so much. The Fitzpatrick family is is now, uh, I'm, I'm adopting myself into your family. Yeah. We adopted you, you we, man. Yeah, we adopted amen. You. You're, you, you got your own room now. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm bunking with Max. Oh, all right. Jackson Rathbone. He's the new, the star of Dreaming Grand Avenue, which will be out about the middle of next year. And keep an eye out for his record, which is called American Spirit Blues. American Spirit Blues. And thank you from the Max and Tony show. Yeah. Kid, take us out. Thank you, Jackson. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 57th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. 
Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Raptors by Damara Kamenecki at Adventureland Gallery. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions to ask Max or Tony? Then go to themaxandtonyshow.com. Tune in next time for our 58th episode. Callous dance and feet.